0: If there are 10,000 jobs, 9,900 were held by Brahmins. So if somebody tries to sell this whole agenda to you saying, Karnataka is one linguistic state, hey, hey, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, we should become like that, I don't think it's correct. And resurgence of the Opaligas here uh, happened because they wanted to resist the North Indian Swamiji.
1: Uh, Yogi ji has said that Ram ji came from Yogyas and Hanuman ji was taken
0: to do it Because in this story, there is still conflict bhi raha hai. I, mean, I really envy the BJP <laughs> because you know they know how to sell stories You know, I mean stories are essential This very important in politics, important. you have to sell then, stories yeah. and capture imagination And then the congress is only feeding you with data So that is why <laughs> they are where they are
1: Are they in such number, uh, Lingasa, in such number they can counter all other uh, facts, no, all other segments
0: that's a, that's a mythology that is perpetrated by the Lingayats themselves The most opred, the oppressed Dalits in Karnataka have started voting BJP Hindutva has always been an air cover in Karnataka It's never been the actual thing that moves the wheels of politics in Karnataka
2: Welcome to another election show We have a very special guest with us today, Sugata Shrinivas Raju he is a journalist. He's been a journalist for about 30 years. He's worked with newspapers like Deccan Herald, Hindustan Times, he's worked with the Outlook magazine and Net, and a very uh, prominent person that you'd like to speak to when it comes to politics in Karnataka. His book, which is a biography of H.D. Devegora, came out um, a year ago. Yes. And the Karna version of it came out last month. You can pick it up from your bookstores. And I'm told it's one of the finest biographies written on any Indian Prime Minister. So congratulations on this.
0: Thank you, Vanisha. Thank you for being so generous. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and uh, we're going to be talking about caste politics with him. So next one hour, we'll dedicate this program to discussing caste politics in Karnataka. When you talk about caste politics, especially for those of us in Delhi, you first think of Bihar, you think of Uttar Pradesh and you think of heartland politics. You rarely ever think of Karnataka. Even though before we started rolling the cameras, you told us that this is the single biggest issue in any election, and it determines many things. Mm. So, to start with, just tell us a little bit about the hold of caste and the importance of caste in Karnataka elections.
0: Thank you, Manisha. I mean, uh, caste, like in like it, I mean, like in any other state, uh, works uh, its wheels in in Karnataka as well. And in Karnataka, you know, I mean, uh, it's it's not a phenomenon that's been uh prevalent yesterday or day before yesterday but right since uh, 1947 uh, it has been a, a major thing uh, see in 1947 we were we were not the state that we are today so the the uh, the state then was a smaller uh version of what we have today it was just the old mysore region mm-hmm. right and in 1956 we are uh, there is a kind of reorganization that happens, mm. and we become this, the bigger state that we are today. Mm. And it's still called Mysore, even after the reorganization, till about 1973. Mm. So we become Karnataka only in 1973. And in between 1947 and 1956, the Mysore state mm. was a, a predominantly, the political hold of the state was in the hands of the Okaligas. Yes. And uh, essentially the Okaligas are the people who are uh, tillers of the land. And, and you
2: call them Okaligas, not Vokaligas like we
0: Vokaliga, say. Vokaliga. Wo vo. Wo okay. We I mean, if you typically want to spell it in uh, the Canada using the Canada phonetic uh, yeah. uh, intonation and stuff like that, it's V-O, mm. not O. It doesn't start with O. Alright. So, Vokaligas are uh, 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 people who till the land and uh, obviously it was an agricultural economy, so they had control over lands, and uh, but they were a Shudra community. It's, it's not that they were the upper caste or whatever. And they did not have the self-realization of being a dominant community as well. They were not an organized community, so to say. But people knew that Okaligas are everywhere, and uh, that realization had come a little earlier, even before independence. Yeah. So if you go a little back around the 1920s, The Maharaja of Mysore uh, is the first person to sort of realize that the flames of uh, justice party that has you know been growing in neighboring Tamil Nadu or Tamil land, so to say, because it's still not Tamil Nadu then, uh, was touching uh, Karnataka, and uh, this is a new awakening that the backward castes are trying to sort of you know place a new agenda before the administration, which is saying that there is a dominance of Brahmins. Hmm. We are in the majority, but there There's is the Brahmins, well. Brahmins who run the government, run the administration. Hmm. So the Maharaja, his community, the Wodayas, hmm. they are a very small community. Now if you just go on counting Hindu do a headcount across Karnataka, you may just find 20,000 people. Okay. So it was a micro minority community holding sway over one of the richest states of India. Mm. I would say richest uh, because one is the economy uh, point of view. Mm. It was the most progressive state. It already had a university. It had uh, already given electricity to Bangalore and uh, Kolar Goldfields was a very flourishing place. Mm. So it it was doing extremely well economy wise and it was a progressive state. The Maharaja Uh, was proactive in in terms of, say, irrigation policy or... no the the, the dam that was built, Mm. the Krishnaraj Sagar dam that was built at that point of time, was a very progressive thing to harness the Kaveri river waters. And so this, he came to realize that if he does not allocate some kind of a proportional thing, Mm. there was already a legislative council. He had a people's representation, he had created that already. If he does not do that, then there may be rebellion. There may be a kind of quote-unquote revolutionary condition in Mysore. Mm. So what he does is that he gets hold of the Chief Justice of the Mysore High Court, Justice Leslie Miller, Mm. and the first ever uh, kind of uh, commission or survey is done of the predominance of the upper castes in Karnataka. Okay. Karnataka, I mean Mysore, it's still not Karnataka. Mm. So it becomes very obvious at the end of the day, when the report is submitted, there are lots of dissident...
2: So first past census of sorts? Kind <laughs> of, yes.
0: yeah. But, but it was looking not at people, but it was looking at government jobs. Mm. Who is holding, how much power within the government, okay. within the kingdom, within the establishment. Mm. So it became very obvious. Say, I'll give you just one statistic, Uh, which will sort of make you jump out,
3: Hmm.
0: and which is, if there are 10,000 jobs, Hmm. 9,900 were held by Brahmins. That was the kind of preponderance uh, that was there. Hmm. And then, out of another 100 are left, out of that 100, 60 are taken by Muslims. Okay. That is because, you know, Tipu Sultan, Hmm. the uh, Muslim bureaucracy, and they were a progressive community too. So they took away a little more. And then came the Lingayats, who were a micro minority or a small community in, in the old, region. in that region. And finally, the community which had the biggest population the just had two or three people representing them in the establishment. So that is the that should give you the kind of imbalance that existed in the system. So this system had to be corrected. And... When and that is tha- kind
2: of shaped politics today in Karnataka in terms of yes, how much representation Yeah, so I'm I am just giving you a
0: historical have. backdrop, so that you know anything that I tell you from now, mm. you people will just, your audience will automatically understand that this is the origin of the whole thing. Mm. So when that was done, Saram Vishweshwaraya, who was the diwan of Mysore, when the caste survey or the caste uh, kind of, this Leslie Miller report was commissioned, mm. he resigns in protest. Because the media is dominated by them, mm. the establishment is dominated by them. There is a beautiful, uh, you know, I mean, uh, uh, you know, detail in the survey: how many people are educated in English? Mm. You know, that kind of a detail. Everybody is a Brahmin. Mm. So, how many people are literates in Canada who can read and write? English was can- like
1: new Sanskrit.
0: Yeah, it was becoming a new Sanskrit. But then, then Sanskrit. See, all the educated were bilinguals. And it was not, literacy was looked at Sanskrit-English bilingualism, Mm -hmm. uh, which dominated the whole thing. If you went back a century before that, it would be uh, Persian-Sanskrit-English and French, that area, because of Tipu's connections and all of that. So, so this lopsidedness got corrected at that point. And that is when the Okkaligas sort of asserted themselves. And they said we are in a, we are sort of big population, so we need a proportional thing. And in fact, they didn't uh, go out on the streets to do that. The Maharaja was accommodative enough, and he was a progressive man, an insightful man, and he accommodated them. So that is the story of the old Mysore or the princely Mysore until the freedom movement. Hmm. Freedom happens, 1947. Again, if you if you recall, like in any other part of India. The freedom movement is dominated by the upper caste. Hmm. It is the upper caste, the literate, the people who are running the newspapers here. It could be Tainadu or anything else. Everything is sort of run by the Muslim, uh, the, the, the 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 Brahmins. And I mean, I'm, by default, it's Brahmins, upper caste. There's no other upper caste uh, except for the uh, Maharaja's own community, which is a minuscule thing. So the Brahmins are controlling everything. Hmm. So after that point the okligas when the popular elections of course uh, have has to happen in 52 and between 1947 and 52 when there is an interim regime mm. Casey reddy becomes the chief minister and Casey reddy is a okligar okay. right and uh, so the dominance of the okligar in the political space begins at that point mm. okay and to just come till 56 and then probably i will let you ask me a question yeah. So after 52 the first general elections mm. again it's kengal hanuman Taya, the man who built the Vidhan sauda becomes the chief minister mm. and up to 1956 the okaligas have a hold and uh, at the last leg that is in 56 for about three months another okaliga becomes chief minister that's kardal manjapa mm. and because that's because of the internal rumblings in the congress mm. but after 56 for 40 years after that, it's the Lingayats.
2: Lingayats dominance, okay.
1: So, it's very interesting. I just want to know ki how it changed in, in favor of Lingayats when it started with the dominance of uh, Vokalibra. Yes. Suddenly, because some somewhere I read this, uh, the Lingayats population is almost 17%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, well, the, uh, the mm-hmm. census is also very old. Maybe this is changed now, but how change the uh, uh, Yeah, that's equations? very
0: very simple. See, in fifty six. What was just Mysore, becomes a larger Mysore and it's still not Karnataka, as I told you earlier. Mm. So you have regions, fringe areas of the Bombay Presidency, where Kannada was predominant language, joining Karnataka. Then you have the fringe areas of Nizam's Hyderabad, Mm. joining Karnataka. And then you have fringe areas of Madras Presidency, joining karnataka Mm. so all of this put together becomes one Mm. big linguistic state Mm. in 56 yeah so now what has happened is that you have these fringe districts joining six seven districts here six seven districts there and some of some you're you're staking claim because ballari and places like that were closer to Andhra, and so so you are making those claims but then by and large these are all fringe areas of the principal states that they were part of or the or the administrations that they were part of they were all poorer districts mm-hmm. okay and that those regions were where the lingayats were in a dominant position mm-hmm. so they all came into karnataka they became part of the larger kannada speaking mysore region
3: mm-hmm.
0: right but when they became uh, the larger karnataka the percentages got affected So, there was a lot of resistance. You will not believe this. The only history that you hear about uh, reunification or reorganization of states is that everybody wanted a linguistic state, everybody Mm. was dying for it, there is sub-nationalism, people are striving. No. Mm. The biggest resistance was put up in Mysore. They said, we don't want this reorganization. Because they were worried that their
2: dominance would kind
0: of… One is the dominance, mm. but there are lots of other things. One is obviously the dominance issue, but more than the dominance issue, the cultural difference. Hmm. What eventually became a problem in, I mean, undivided Andhra Pradesh, oh. where Telangana had to separate.
2: Can you briefly tell our audience, like the cultural difference? Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. there were two, like main cultural differences. No, one is of course gastronomic
0: to... difference. Okay. <laughs> People in this part of the world eat, uh, say, ragi, hmm. and that part eats jova.
2: You mean south? And north, south, rough, and north. Really rough, can yes. say south yeah. And if
0: north. you divide it into so two, so south is
2: ragi and north is
0: north. Then yeah, north is jowar. Jowar.
2: Okay.
0: Right. Hmm. Or uh, if you if you go towards coast, hmm. the coastal Karnataka, which was part of Mumbai Presidency, they, there is a you know, it's a fish community with hmm. eats a different kind of rice. Hmm. They talk a different kind of language. So there is a dialect difference. There is a food difference. There is a dress difference. Hmm. There is a kind of even the pagadi that you wear. The old Mysore thing had a j- zari uh, turban, mm. but that side they they just called it a rumal and it was just a cloth that was tied in a different fashion. And if you went to the Madras Presidency areas, mm. Kannada speaking Madras Presidency areas, they wore that black mm. cap that the Maharashtrians usually usually you know use. So, there was a, this cultural difference was a huge thing. And the old Mysore people, you know, to which I belong, fortunately or unfortunately. <laughs> They were very snooty. They said, we are high class, we are... Royalty. LH, we are royalty, we we are more sophisticated, we have all this. What do these people from the poorer districts... And so they started picking the, the what is now familiar, the GDP argument. They said the GDP of our state will collapse. <laughs> if you get all these people, we don't want. That is one. Cultural difference is spoken about. And then uh, the other thing also is about river water sharing.
1: Okay. Mm-hmm. The Kaveri.
3: See, yeah. of course,
0: yeah. So, the pressure will fall on the 100 TMC or whatever of water that Karnataka is using from Kaveri. How does that redistribution work? Will we have enough water? Where will water come from the, for the entire state? So these are some of the practical things that come up too. But primarily, it is the cultural difference. Okay. okay. See, if I give you an example, you will realize how huge the cultural difference is, even to this day. because. This is not a state that has emotionally integrated. Mm. This is a state that still remains balkanized. Every election and every post-election scenario is, we want a separate North Mm Karnataka. Oh, we are a separate country. Oh, we got nothing from Mysore. That is a very familiar rhetoric here. So if somebody tries to sell this whole agenda to you saying, Karnataka is one linguistic state. Hey, hey, who, who? Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, we should become like that which some parties do say now, mm. I don't think it's correct. Okay, right. Okay. I mean, I can go on talking about <laughs> linguistic differences, Yeah. But now you have Yogi Adityanath,
2: right. uh, UPCM, who has said that forget the differences between Karnataka. There's a lot of uh, similarities between Uttar Pradesh and Karnataka from the Treta Yogi. <laughs> <laughs> is there any connection? He is
0: being cleverly deployed hmm. because there is a… the commonality between the Okaligas here, mm. that is the mutt that they follow, okay. the Adi Chunchinigiri mutt. Mm. That is, it's a Nath-pant-mutt. It is okay. essentially oh, okay. the Nath-pant that you have in Ghoraknath. Mm. And this man is now the pontiff of Yogi Adityanath or yeah. whatever his oh. real name is. Uh, he is the pontiff of that mutt. So, the, the RSS and the BJP is trying to build those connections. Mm. It is not that it exists naturally. Mm. In fact, there, are, there is enough literature to say that uh, after a certain point in the early 20th century, when the pontiffs had to be changed, the biggest movement and resurgence of the Opaligas here uh, happened because they wanted to resist the North Indian Swamiji.
2: Okay.
0: This nobody speaks about and I don't think it's become an election issue. So, for countering that,
1: Yogi Ji came from Ram Ji and Hanuman Ji had
0: to do okay. it. conflict. Bhi raha hai. No, no, Naan see, see, sam- they, see they run their whole, thing. see, they, they build beautiful narratives, you know, when I really envy the BJP Haan. because, you know, they know how to Sell stories, know, I mean stories are essential. Very important in politics. Very you important. have to sell then, stories yeah. and
2: capture imagination. And then
0: the Congress is only feeding you with data, so that is why <laughs> they are where they are. So you know, there are beautiful
2: <laughs> fables to sell. You
0: have to see. So essentially, it's about connecting with people, right? I have right. got nothing about stories, you know. There is a Manisha to fact-check all of it, so I don't really worry about the story, but but you have to first get the people to buy you buy your account and be on your side and at least uh, your attention span is very, very important. You have to get them to sort of listen to you. So, if you're talking uh, 40%, 40% and these people are weaving stories, then the competition is more for the story rather than 40% is <laughs> what so, I right
1: uh, we I think we should uh, come back on again the, the caste uh, issue. Uh, so, we discuss about the Lingayat dominance, how yes. it happened. Uh, but... I just want to know about the uh, Lingayat's dominance in terms of uh, Brahman, uh, Bokaliga. are they in such number, uh, Lingayat's are in such number that they can counter all other uh, facts, no, all other segments?
0: That's a, that's a mythology that is perpetrated by the Lingayat's themselves and the political narrative that has been set for a very long time because they have been in power for a very long time. Hmm. The Lingayats themselves, there was an assessment that none other than S. Nijlingappa, who was a Lingayat chief minister of the state. Mm. And also the Congress president, like Karge, mm. at a time when the Congress was sinking and splitting. Okay. It was uh, Nijlingapa who was the AICC president. Mm. It was oh. Indira Gandhi splits the party when he was president. Mm. And Karge is now there, hopefully, thankfully, that he splits. So, again so, Karnataka is coming. So, Karnataka has given leadership to the Congress twice outside the family. Mm. So this and gets an assessment done when he has lost the elections hmm. in, uh, I think, 62, if I remember correctly. Hmm. Uh, and that assessment is what will happen if all Lingayats vote for us.
3: Hmm.
0: And that assessment shows that you will not even win some 26, 20, 28 or 30 seats.
2: So why is there no, so no, much no, focus in the media? No, 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 no. I'll then. tell you,
0: this, hmm. this whole thing... If you just get all the Lingayats to vote for you, you may not cross a 50 seats. Hmm. Exactly. Right? If all the Okkaligas and Lingayats decide, do a conspiracy and say, we will vote, we will both come together, dominant communities, and vote for a particular party, hmm. then what happens? You will not cross the 65 margin. Hmm. The reason is, see, caste and political dominance is one thing. But constituency by constituency, the seat is earned or gained only when the population is concentrated in a certain place. The strike rate of Lingayats and okligas are high despite they just being 14% of the population. Lingayats are just 14% of Karnataka's population.
2: Okay. And Lingayats are at 17?
0: No, no. Lingayats are at 14. 14 to 16% is what I would say because Mr. Sidramaya never released the caste Hmm. census that he had got done because he became… So, numbers uh, are
1: varies between 14 to 17. 14 to 16. 16. It
0: can't be more than that because there is another logic. Because you are counting the 108 OBC castes, then what happens to that. Hmm. Then there is uh, the uh, Dalit population, there is the ST population, then there is the Okaliga population, there is a Muslim, 13%. Uh, population.
2: So what you are saying, uh, does this mean that the BJP may not really be severely impacted then for by not announcing a Lingayat CM before elections? No. Because there is a demand from the community. And there is also chatter about the fact that, you know, Yedi Rapa being miffed, a tall Lingayat leader like that, you know, not very happy with the party could impact their chances. So, is the BJP just being smart and they know that it's not going to really no, impact? No,
0: The BJP traditionally has been, has benefited from the concentration of votes coming from the lingayat belt hmm. see if you look at their imprint in the south of karnataka devagowda has not allowed them to come anywhere close hmm. he has maintained his 19% 20% average across elections hmm. that's a huge thing he, i mean i think he's as long as he is the patriarch of the region it's a very tough task yeah, hmm. yeah. it's so, like
1: BG, uh, bsp in uttar pradesh they always have 20% or,
0: or yeah on. it's like that but of course he is it's also he is also one in other places of the states but Primarily, he gets it from here, okay, let's put it that way. So, if you look at the Lingayats and how it affects the BJP, the Lingayats, I mean, the BJP has been getting this concentrated strike rate and vote share in the uh, old Mumbai presidency areas and the old Hyderabad-Karnataka region areas and the central Karnataka region, Hmm. right? These are the areas where it works.
2: So, it will impact them then?
0: No, I mean, I'm just coming to that yeah. nuance about this election, which is, this election has been turned into a sub-caste election. Mm. So, the Lingayats, if you, now, we spoke so much about ling- Okkaligas and all that. Now, let me tell you the stratification that exists inside the Lingayats, which is key to understanding what may be the outcome of this election. Mm. So, the Lingayats were a casteless order, yeah. like the 12th century thing.
2: And I think for our audience, we should tell them that it was 12th century philosopher,
0: Basaveshwara, Basaveshwara, who sort of, uh, you know, creates yeah. this order. And so he includes the untouchables and the touchables. And he himself is apparently a Brahmin. You know, there are lots of theories about that.
2: And he rejects Vedic Vedic, uh, completely
0: practices, Vedic practices. So it's a completely different system. So that's the reason why the last elections, if you remember, uh, they were asking for a separate religion. Mm, yes, right. it's a so big reformist uh, It's a reformist. Moment, yeah. Like or, uh, a
2: Kabir or a Nanak. Kop- yeah, it's a Bhakti thing
0: yeah. and uh, Mr. Modi, uh, you know, has also been trying to sell this idea that 12th century, that is when uh, our democracy was born, even before Magna Carta. Uh-huh. And that is because Basweshwara had this Anubhava Mantapa uh-huh. where all these people would sit and debate. So, it has nothing to do with that because it's a completely different thing. Uh-huh. Uh, it was a spiritual order where spiritual Mm. Uh, you know, seers and uh, mystics and others came to, to debate on society and the order and, you know, yeah. I mean, other things, philosophy. It's got, it is not the democracy that you speak of today. Mm. So, it's a, that's a separate thing. So, this 12th century thing was a costless thing. It was an egalitarian, in pursuit, like any other good thing, in pursuit of a mm. kind of uh, egalitarian order.
1: It's very progressive at that very time. Very progressive. Oh. You know,
0: he, I mean, I mean he almost... Uh, they are, they are completely smashed, like the Buddhist order was smashed in mm-hmm. India. Right? They were smashed like that. They Again, there is a resurgence in the 14th century. Mm-hmm. They start consolidating only after that. So, uh, Baswana also, if you read Kirish Karnat's play, it's a very tragic end. Mm-hmm. Right? So, are you know, lots of plays around Baswana's life and all that. So, now, this caste order, like any other thing, when you came towards the... 20th century or even 18th century or nine yeah around 18th, 19th century uh, became very stratified okay that is again the dominant people remained at the bottom of the pyramid mm-hmm. and the uh, people who had supposedly come from the higher castes remained at the top okay so they started controlling the community so if there are jangamas so at no getting top, rid
2: of caste no, they're in they're India, <laughs>
0: Precisely. basically. So if you ask him for a lesson in caste, I mean, this is, a, it can be a very complicated, concentric, <laughs> wheel within wheel kind of a story, which But dominant uh,
2: upper caste Brahmins, so to speak, would… Yeah, controlling, controlling the whole thing
0: at the top, yeah. they, they were called something else and they had different surnames. And people at the bottom had different surnames and they had carried all their earlier surnames. Mm. So, it was very obvious to distinguish, okay, if you're a cobbler, mm. they could say that this fellow was a cobbler in his past life and is now become a linga. So, there was a dual citizenship, mm. so to say, you know, in, 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 in modern parlance, you can, can call it dual citizenship and some people had OCI cards,
3: so, <laughs> okay, so, mm.
0: so there was this kind of a system that got developed, fortune, unfortunately or fortunately, it got developed. Mm. So now. What has happened in today's times, in the last, uh, say, 10-15 years, is that there is a small resistance that was growing of this Pancham Salis, who are right at the bottom, numerically very big within the Lingayats, who never got political power as much as the people at the top. And even people at the top, it was one particular subsect called the Banajigas,
2: what did the Banajigas They were trades. Trading. Traders. Okay, okay.
0: Wani, 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 Wani Jir, Jir. Business, business commerce. Business community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, if there were, I think uh, there were nine chief ministers of Karnataka who were Lingayats. Mm-hmm. Except for two, the father and son, Bommai Chodke. Mm-hmm.
3: They were Everybody
0: else community. was a Banajiga. So, okay, okay. so, Air Europe, JH, uh, Patel, Nidlinga, all are, all are
1: uh, from uh, the one subsect,
0: which is a minuscule subsect.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Came to dominate. Came to dominate. Okay. And now, Bombay became, because courtesy of Deve Gauda, there was a different dynamic that was operational. And uh, so, he became. And for a very short period, four, five months. Mm. And his son has become now. That is a, he, They are Sadar Lingayats. They are from other in another belt. Okay. In, I mean, around Hubli, Darwad, Davangere, that Chitra Durga, that area, they dominate. Mm. So, except for that, it's Banajigas who have dominated. But the Pancham Salis, this thing was always burning inside them. Mm. But they did not make it an issue in 2008 or 2013, because, you know, I mean, for the first time, Okaligas were getting back the leadership.
3: Mm. Hmm.
0: Right? If you look at Karnataka's thing, 70s were gone because Dev I mean, was riding high. Mm. Then the 80s was gone because Ramakrishna Hegde was riding high. And the a Brahmin, two Brahmins become chief ministers without... You know, it's a small, small, small segment, they become chief ministers. Then, uh, 90s is the Okhaligas. Mm. Then for the first time after a long time, a Lingayat was getting an opportunity. Of course, J.H. Patel was there in the 90s as well. But then, you know, I mean, it was a uh, re-kind of uh, connection Mm. with power and uh, the centrality. of
1: Mm. So, I just want to ask one thing. Uh, Let me put it in a, a perspective. I uh, Haryana to say that in Haryana, mein BJP mein jo kiya. It's like politics is dominated by JAT politics. Yes. And BJP did a very smart politics there, he made a non-JAT uh, chief minister twice. And it gives us message to minus JAT, all other castes in Haryana. And they consolidated hugely in favour of BJP, because first of all, someone non-JAT ministers, chief ministers, other castes. So, it makes Jat irrelevant in a, in some way in, in Haryana's politics. Yes, is, that this
0: is That is the politics that Karnataka saw 3 decades, 4 decades ago. ago. That is exactly what Dev Rajaras did. Hmm. See, Devaraj Aras came from the My question
1: is is current uh, scenario that no, Amritsha is trying, trying to do the same thing no, no, to it's, sideline it's, the… It's slightly uh, different. Okay. It's slightly
0: different. Okay this what you mentioned about haryana was the experiment that Jaras did because he came from the aristocratic maysow family and again very small 20000 000, 25000 000 people and he consolidated the backwards and complete backwards who would come up to close to say 30 40% of the state and kept the Okaligas mildly on his side broke the bottom lingayats and kept them on his side hmm. and he could rule the state for nearly eight to nine years. Okay. That okay. experiment had been done keeping the Linga. He was completely against uh, the dominance of the two parties. Okay. So, he kept the Lingayats out successfully and Devagauda was his opposition leader as an Okkalega. Okay. So, that should tell you the whole thing. Now,
2: today where do the Lingayats stand in terms of the top should we say creamy layer or the top layer? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was watching, trying to yeah. explain. So
0: now Pancham Salis, after this assertion in the last 5 years, they have been demanding an OBC thing and they have been given something. They, of course, it's it's not been formalized because it can be formal. There's a long process mm. for it to be formalized. So the Bomai government sort of tweaked a few things here and there and gave them what they were asking for. Mm. But there is unhappiness about that quota in a small section. Of the Pancham Salis who belong to the Congress, mm. all that is a separate thing. But this sub caste thing which happened is a big thing within the Lingayats mm. uh, where they said, Make someone from our communities, our sub caste as the chief minister. Chief minister. Okay. Don't try to tell us that you're going to again pick somebody else. Mm. Right? now eduruppa's term was over eduruppa's regime or his political career he has retired technically speaking so their their assertion had greater meaning in that mm-hmm. context so they were saying make this industries minister nirani the chief minister or that uh, guy who's was a loose cannon you know basuraj patil yatnal who mm-hmm. goes on abusing everybody mm-hmm. he his sharpest attacks were reserved for eduruppa all the three years mm-hmm. right and his son, of course. So, this conflict has been happening inside Karnataka. So, there is there is no flat Lingayat uh, thing that is going, so, there is always this assumption that they have voted as a chunk. Hmm. That flat uh, thing may be over, is what people uh, assume.
2: And how would uh, that impact
0: uh, that, various parties' uh, chances? So, what I want to
2: understand is the alignment
0: So, now the of- Pancham is the most dominant has stayed with the BJP. Okay. So, they are in a way safe, if technically what you were saying about Haryana is happening, mm. then the Panchamsalis are which still, should be with them, because they have been catered to, mm. and they should still continue to vote for the BJP. And then, what they have done is, the most oppressed Dalits, there was a similar problem, subcaste thing. Internal reservation has been given. Okay. The Okkuliga, the sort of Dalits, there is, in Karnataka, we call them left and right Dalits why the more oppressed is left the slightly better off or in the in within their hierarchy and stratification in a slightly higher position is the right dalit mm. all the dominant right dalits are with congress including karge parmeshwar all of them even karge was made congress party president here in karnataka in 2008 mm. the maximum dalit seats were lost to the bjp and Edurappa. that is because the most opred, the oppressed dalits in karnataka have started voting bjp
2: so that's very fascinating actually that the bjp right. is actually attracting from both both sides the side most, oppressed. most
0: oppressed exactly yeah. Which so is now very that is different the reason from why yeah. if somebody tries to tell me point blank <laughs> that no no the election is over oh yeah survey aagya wo oh, survey aa i am a little skeptical the sentiment may be there but we don't know the silent voter See this, these two communities are there, then of course they have the upper caste with oh. them, then of course there is a Modi factor that is coming in, mm. right, there is a Modi as a brand, works in a completely different,
2: yeah completely and a, that's a nationalism, uh, yes, India arrives on the world stage And kind of Okalega will
0: also speak that language, a pocket of Okalega will also speak that language, mm. a pocket of Dalit will also speak that language. In fact, I was most stunned, I should tell you this, mm. I thought, the Hindutva thing has not touched the Okaliga waters. Hmm. But when the gun runner in the Gauri Lankesh murder case hmm. turned out to be, one of them turned out to be an Okaliga boy, hmm. it devastated me. Hmm. Because I'm from this region and I never thought this whole Hindutva fanaticism that happens in coastal Coast belt hmm. will hmm. touch here and reach here.
2: Now I think let's talk about communalism because in this we've talked about caste. But you've had, uh, again, like again, when we talk about communism, we mostly think of cow belt yeah. <laughs> and heartland politics, but I'm very startled with some of the things that I've been reading, especially since I've come to Karnataka, this boycott, economic boycott of Muslims calls for that again and again, uh, we've, Karnataka has made headlines for again, Tipu Sultan, hijab, uh, banning Muslim vendors at fairs, uh, this strategy of and there's a difference with the BJP also where the Yediripa always spoke of, you know, we have to live with Muslims, we must live peacefully and Bommai has been sort of more uh, communal, so to speak, he's not, you know, shy of saying things about Muslims. So, uh, where does that strategy fit in, in this whole caste? Is Very it like to get everyone question. all the cast together and then Muslim becomes the enemy and that just makes it easy for them?
0: No, in mean Karnataka is far more complicated than that, and that and that the BJP has realized
2: it. Okay.
0: So now you said Boma is happy speaking against the Muslim. That mm-hmm. he used to be happy speaking against. He is no longer happy yeah. doing that. So he stopped doing it ten months ago,
3: mm-hmm.
0: or a year before the elections. Mm-hmm. So when the whole experiment, you know, Yad vulnerabilities caught up. His age caught up, his corruption caught up, he had to be changed, and they changed him. The BJP took the risk of changing him, but again, put another Lingayat in charge. And they thought, they thought, they have not stated this, but this is my reading as a political commentator, Hmm. is that they thought that they could uh, get a Lingayat to play the Hindutva game as well. Hmm. Symbolically, notionally, there is a Lingayat sitting on the biggest chair. But they will get to get him to play the Hindutva thing. So, the first few months that fellow came, mm. he—I mean, I've known him personally. He's not that kind of a person. Mm. You know, he used to be in the JDU. We used to sort of have banned I, I mean, read that
2: even, in fact, our reporter I mean, who travelled in his constituency, there were Muslims yeah, voters yeah, yeah. who said we voted for him. He's not like this. We don't think that he. I can—I
0: mean, I've known him personally, so mm. I can tell you, it was not that. Mm. In fact, in two thousand eight, I can tell you this on record. In two thousand eight. To all his friends, he was—he gave an impression that he'll join the Congress, but the last day he went and joined the BJP. Mm. So, he's a completely different character. But when he was made, I think there was this understanding that he should play the Hindutva card aggressively. And uh, so, he played the aggressive card. So, hijab, halal, hijab, azan, uh, the economic boycott that you just mentioned, everything surfaced.
3: Mm.
0: But, see, Hindutva has always been an air cover in Karnataka. It's never been the actual thing that moves the wheels of politics in Karnataka. It's been a dominant thing in one part of Karnataka, that's the coastal districts, where it's, you know, I mean, for some strange reason, it's called the Hindutva Laboratory. Mm. Of course, that's the most cosmopolitan area of Karnataka is that place. There are, you know, all kinds of communities, See the the, the migration. cities
2: always have been like that. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Portuguese
0: migration, yeah. there's Christianity,
1: Jains. So how you know. this this insecurity uh perceiving that particular. Ah, so area? he he
0: sort of he was he did that, he he played that, but then they realized that there was no traction to that in the rest of Karnataka. Hmm. Hmm. That they seem to have realized. And then, and also, see, Bangalore is the economic hub. 62% of the revenues that the state gets comes from Bangalore alone mm. and people here started resisting and once your economic capital resists an agenda like that mm. then it becomes sort of difficult for a political party which also Perfect. has to to sort of sustain that mm. kind of a thing so they dropped it overnight they dropped it overnight to such an extent that the guy who was leading the entire hijab campaign in udupi has not been given a ticket
2: but they have given ticket to a cattle uh, vigilante.
0: That, that fellow and is yes. a small fry, but this, this fellow yeah. is a more symbolic face, right? You know, there's more an RSS character. That fellow, see, there are lots of places they have done that. They, their party base is made up of such people. Mm-hmm. If you have given a ticket to C.T. Ravi in chikmangalore I mean, the guy who created this whole controversy against Baba bodangiri you know, that Datta Pita, you know, it's a mm-hmm. syncretic place of worship. So, he has been championing that for a long time. Then he said, we will make this the uh, Ram Janmabhoomi of the South, Dakshin Dakshinkara Janmabhoomi mm-hmm. movement banayenge. Mm-hmm. And then this Hanuman Janmabhoomi, came Janambhumi, up. Yes. The, the Hospet area, the Hampi area, where, the mytho- where mythology says this whole thing happened. So, all that came up, but nothing had attraction in the rest of Karnataka. So, they had to drop it. So, for the last 10 months, there is no word about communal thing, they quickly shifted and brought in caste quota. Mm. This They started listening to Pancham Salis who were demanding for reservations. They started listening to Dalits who wanted an internal reservation, which they gave eventually. All that has to be ratified in the parliament and other places, so that's a separate thing. But the expression of intent is there. So we don't know how people are going to buy all this.
2: So I think we can um, wrap up with, but I have two questions. We'll, of, Talk a little bit about Karnataka media also because mm, you spoke exactly. about dominance yes. of the lingayats of uh, you know upper castes. What is the regional and especially newspapers, let's focus on newspapers. Uh, what does that look like in terms of um, uh, which are the prominent newspapers and uh, again dominance, which community is likely to dominate, dominate these newspapers and what is the kind of coverage that it's been given to... The elections
0: now. Well, you've put me on a very sticky wicket. I will not but take names. <laughs> <laughs> they are not friends per se. I've no. headed some of those newspapers, okay. but uh, but, what but the larger the landscape, of- the larger landscape, I can describe to you. All the major Kannada newspapers are controlled by Brahmins, mm. and not just Brahmins. What dominates again there is a small subsect of the Brahmins. Mm. So this, we said, I think uh, it's like any other. Uh, part of India
3: mm.
0: where uh, the, the the knowledge economy is controlled by them mm. and to sup- to support or complement that even the software economy is dominated by the upper castes mm. so there is a new energy that got created with the IT revolution saying that we have ethical money it's like the Protestant ethic that cre- oh, meritocracy that got spoken about in America I made it on my own which brilliantly is countered by a philosopher called Michael Sandel in his recent book called Tyranny of Meritocracy, or uh, Tyranny of Merit. Merit. Right, so similar arguments apply to the Silicon Valley of India and uh, the, the media economy is completely dominated. The ownership I am not talking.
2: Hmm. But the, editors. The OBC
0: owners or the Lingayat owners or the Okaliga owners will still hire Brahmin editors. Huh so it is
1: it is, yeah. it is patterned throughout the pan india uh, pattern because uh, the business set up by the business community yes the newspapers are all, uh, set up by the uh, like different 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 business community but the editors are always like brahmins It's dominated and when by there Brahmans.
0: is when, when is, then there is a situation within the ownership i mean owners family mm-hmm. where uh, somebody is uh, uh, i mean one one is progressive and one is not so progressive I mean, after the dominance of the BJP, the progressive has got ejected, mm. Mm. I mean, or, or pushed to the back. Somebody else takes over inside the family and they start following it.
2: And what has been the general uh, ideological alignment? Of course, the editorship right. is right. It's right. Absolutely I mean. right. Most newspapers, you would say, have Absolutely a right right. 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 And TV, of course, we know. TV is
0: even more worse.
2: Yeah, I've heard that the television media here is uh, pretty much like what we have uh, the Hindi Noida centric no, media. No, I mean,
0: forget that at least there you can make a gradation. Here it's all, uh, I don't want to again take the brand name, you know, what I mean, the famous brand, haranguing brand name. Mm. Everybody has tried to imitate that person and that brand.
2: Okay, so you have lots of, uh, I can say, it. you have lots of yeah. local Arnabs in every channel well <laughs> i
0: did not take the name <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay great thank you so much for talking with us but one to thing is
1: clear that hmm. diversity is totally missing uh, and, yeah diversity
0: and, uh, is the biggest project which i have spearheaded in the karnataka landscape as an editor i made it a conscious decision to make my chief reporters my chief photographers dalits or delhi bureau chiefs as dalits i mean i tried my bit but then you know i mean i was alone non brahmin trying to do
1: because I just uh, this uh, things just struck me in my mind. Uh, today morning I just read read somewhere that it's seventy percent seats, seventy seats uh, of Karnataka is decided by the Lingayats. They can decide who will yeah. win. And now yeah. I get a picture like they That's can't even. Affect See, it's 40 always seats always. I can give
0: you one last, uh, you know, figure. Yeah. Every constituency. It's a, I mean, it's only about the strike rate. Oh. So now Lingayats or. Okaligas, the two dominant politically dominant communities, need a a kind of uh, a kind of uh, supporting caste in each constituency. Hmm. They need fifteen thousand from one OBC community, twenty thousand from another, and then they win. Hmm. In the Dalit reserved constituencies, it's the reverse. They need the Lingayats or the Okaligas to win. So that is why they control because they are concentrated populations, hmm. right? If Dalits are spread across. Now, the ST Valmikis, they control a few seats, that is because they are dominant in those seats. But they are a community that is spread across. Now, Sidramaya's community, Kuruba, they don't have a concentrated population which can just prop up numbers for him. Mm. They are spread across. So, they are in the supporting caste. This Valmiki community, Kuruba community, they are all in the support. Dalits are in the supporting caste to these two dominant communities. So you can't win a seat by ignoring all of them. You need them.
2: But… Coalition of
0: castes. It's a kind of coalition of (laughs) castes and that is an arrangement that happens locally each time.
2: I think one question we have to ask you before we wrap this up, that, you know, when you talk about Bangalore, of course IT, uh, you talk about civic amenities, pothole deaths. Uh, There are a lot of concerns among youngsters also. Of course, like across India, unemployment, price rise. I want to understand for a cosmopolitan person in Bangalore, Mangalore, uh, how does caste still play such an important role? I guess I mean it may seem naive. It may seem, oh, a very, seem very, like a naive it's question. A, it's a very fascinating <laughs> but, question. No, no, no. no I've, I
0: handled this. I did a big story in Outlook. This was, I think, around uh, 2008, 10, eight or nine. Mm. I forget the year. When there was a survey that the NIAS, National Institute of Advanced Studies, did with a I think the University of Netherlands, it was a study, I was reporting the study. And they went around asking all the techies, hmm. whether you want to marry within your caste or outside your caste. Hmm. They not only said we want to marry within our caste, they said we want to marry within our sub-caste. Sub-cast. So, I don't think technology means progress. Hmm. does not mean so- social you know, progressiveness in any which way. Technology is there, it's, it's you, you can deploy it anywhere mm. and we tend to confuse technological advancement with the advancement of mindsets or dropping of prejudice. Mm. I don't think that's right. So Silicon Valley remains the, I mean lives in the 17th century when it comes to caste and you know when it use of technology, they are probably in the 23rd century.
2: Great. Thank you so much. This Thanks was a very enlightening show. session. I think for our audience too. If you're just reading headlines about uh, ling- the Lingayats decisive factor or Vokkaligas as decisive factors this election I think this conversation will help you understand the many nuances and layers of caste politics in Karnataka I hope you enjoyed that we'll be getting you some more interviews and ground reports and more shows like this stay tuned keep watching another election show sab ab
1: news laundry is possible because of our paying subscribers we don't run corporate or government ads. You too can be part of changing the news model. Go to newslaundry.com slash subscription. Be a part of the community that pays to keep news independent. For the smoothest News Laundry experience, download our app. Watch our shows, listen to our podcasts, read our reports. Stay informed.
2: Pay for news, protect democracy, save the world.